I'm Juan Williams. I'm Jerry Willis. I'm Bill Hemmer, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, April 17th, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. The Gulf has widely contained the spread of coronavirus, as some areas of the Middle East continue to get hammered by COVID-19. Saudi Arabia acted early. Uh, It acted quickly and it acted decisively. We um, implemented a number of uh, measures that we felt were very necessary, some of which have been unprecedented, to be honest. This is the Fox News Rundown, Global Pandemic. The Middle East is fighting a new battle against an invisible enemy. On April 6th, the region officially reported more than 100,000 cases of COVID-19. Since then, some countries have peaked. Others are working around the clock to isolate, test, and treat thousands of new patients. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest global headlines on the virus and hear from the spokesperson for the Embassy of Saudi Arabia in the United States about how the kingdom is slowing the spread of coronavirus. Reports this week say that member states to the Gulf Regional Council are using artificial intelligence to fight COVID-19. The group includes countries like Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Oman, Kuwait, and the United Arab Emirates, using contact tracing of positive cases and following movement through a web of tech tools the GRC has kept the spread contained. Looking at Bahrain, for example, the small country is jailing those who break isolation guidelines. In the capital of Manama, a parking garage was turned into an intensive care unit in case hospitals became overwhelmed. Bahrain has also heavily restricted movement of its citizens and stopped all flights. The country is now reporting just over 1,000 active cases. Across the Persian Gulf in Iran, lawmakers say the nation's death toll is likely twice the reported figures. Iran is currently counting around 8,500 deaths and more than 760,000 infections. The regime continues to call for sanctions relief amid the spread of COVID-19, though humanitarian aid is not directly being affected by the international economic pressure put on the Islamic Republic. Finally, to another part of the Middle East, Saudi Arabia has around 6,000 total cases and a total population of nearly 34 million. The country has extended a nationwide curfew and implemented similar procedures to other countries, but their ratio of cases to total people remains uniquely low. So how did the kingdom do so well amid this crippling global pandemic? So Saudi Arabia's leadership determined early on that uh, coronavirus had the potential uh, to be a pandemic the likes of which the international community had not seen in a very long time. This is Mr. Fahad Nasser, the spokesperson for Saudi Arabia's embassy in the United States. Um, the kingdom also realized that to prevent it from spreading, we had to enact a number of precautionary preventative measures, um, some of which have been unprecedented, to be honest. Um, Saudi Arabia acted early, uh, it acted quickly, and it acted decisively. We um, implemented a number of uh, measures that we felt were very necessary. Um, first, we uh, closed all schools and universities. Uh, that happened in early March. We also suspended international and domestic flights. Uh, in addition to that, we instituted a fairly strict curfew in most major cities, uh, including the uh, capital of uh, Riyadh. Um, Perhaps uh, one of the more difficult decisions was also the suspension of uh, visits to the holy cities of uh, Mecca and Medina. Uh, As you probably know, millions of people from all over the world visit uh, both cities throughout the year um, to perform Umrah. And uh, and this year, it'll be at Hajj, will be in late July. Um, However, when pilgrims uh, get to uh, Mecca or Medina, they're usually in very close proximity to each other. 
and so we felt that it was a very necessary uh, decision to uh, to suspend those visits and um, in retrospect it certainly looks like it was the the correct decision and it has been universally praised by uh, Muslim majority countries as well as uh, healthcare organizations around the world we've seen some of these images of the holy sites where you'd normally see like you said millions of people making a pilgrimage and they're really striking because we're used to seeing so many people in one area praying and practicing so ahead of Ramadan what steps is Saudi Arabia taking to ensure that people can practice safely and ensure that the virus is not going to spread among the population and the visitors to Saudi Arabia right so Ramadan starts in about 10 days and although we have not made an official decision um, certainly there's a good likelihood that the suspension um, of uh, visits to uh, to both uh, the Holy Mosque in, in Mecca and Medina will uh, remain in effect uh, and frankly even um, uh, mosques are not allowed to uh, to hold the regular prayers obviously people will continue to pray and, uh, and observe in their homes um, but again just given the uh, the gravity of the situation uh, and how quickly this virus has spread throughout the world um, these measures although difficult uh, they're uh, unfortunately absolutely necessary the kingdom seems to be leading the charge when it comes to the Gulf Regional Council and the implementation of some unique measures in an effort to slow the spread and also monitor cases who have come back positive. Can you talk a little bit about the work the Kingdom is doing within the Council and some of the innovative measures that have been taken amid this outbreak? Right, so the Kingdom has actually, I think, has tried to um, take the lead um, even internationally, to be honest, uh, we are the um, we. This year is uh, the presidency of the G20 is is uh, Saudi Arabia's. So, uh, in our capacity as president, we actually convened uh, an emergency virtual summit uh, back in uh, in March that was attended by the 19 leaders of the of the G20 organization, and the uh, goal was obviously to focus the international community's attention. On, uh, on tackling this this pandemic, um, and some of uh, after the after that meeting was uh, was uh, convened, the uh, countries of the G20s did resolve to share information and to exchange clinical data um, going forward, and to also dedicate more of their um, economies towards uh, research and development. Uh, obviously, this is a pandemic in every sense of the word, so. Um, to counter it, the international community has to uh, to act um, in one voice and to be united in its effort. And we think that the G20 summit that we convened uh, last month was uh, was a good first step towards uh, reaching that goal. You've been listening to Mr. Fahad Nasser, the spokesperson for Saudi Arabia's embassy in the United States. Earlier this week, President Trump tweeted out that he wanted to thank and congratulate not only President Putin of Russia, but also King Salman of Saudi Arabia for the deal that was cut regarding OPEC and oil production in the region. Take me through the thought process for Saudi Arabia amid what some are calling an oil war. And how do you see this impacting the global economy amid this outbreak? So if you look at the kingdom's energy policies over the past 30 or uh, even 40 years, to be honest, 
um, I think it becomes very clear that the kingdom has always acted responsibly. Um, frankly, I think we have been the voice of reason uh, throughout. We have always supported moderate prices that uh, benefit producers of oil, but also that don't do, put an undue uh, burden on the economies of oil importers. We um, live in a global economy with uh, free trade and very few restrictions to, uh, to investments. We believe that there is enough room for every nation to prosper. Um, we also, frankly, believe that economic prosperity is the key to political stability. Um, so we don't believe in zero-sum games. Um, we are not in the business of, obviously, of uh, you know attacking other nations' economy. We believe in cooperation, uh, and economic cooperation can be beneficial to all. Uh, the kingdom did play a, uh, the main role in... in uh, inking this historic agreement that has reduced production by well over uh, 10 million barrels a day and with room for potentially as, as many as uh, 20 million barrels a day. Uh, and I think this was necessary in light of the uh, steep uh, decrease in, uh, in global demand for oil that uh, oil producers around the world have uh, experienced. And then finally, in the coming days, weeks, and months, what can the world expect to see from Saudi Arabia? Right now we're seeing a number of European countries, some who have reached the peak of the outbreak, they believe, in their respective countries, trying to reopen some parts of the economy. What steps is Saudi Arabia going to take in the near future when it comes to reopening the economy? And when do you anticipate life will return to normal in the kingdom? Well, that is uh, it's honestly a little difficult to say at, at this moment. As you said at the outset, the kingdom has done a great job of uh, containing this virus. We have, in a country of 33 million people, we have um, a little over 6,000 cases um, as of today, but uh, almost 1,000 people have recovered. We have uh, taken preventative measures, and I think we were very prepared, to be honest, from the outset. We established... Um, uh, emergency centers, uh, call centers, and hospitals, and other institutions to uh, in preparation for what we thought would be a very uh, challenging uh, pandemic. We have also uh, offered free treatment not only to Saudi citizens but to residents in the kingdom, uh, including incidentally people who are in the kingdom illegally. We uh, we realize how quickly this virus spreads, so our main focus. Is to, uh, is to prevent it from spreading so that, uh, like you said, life can go back to normal uh, soon. Um, at this point, it's a little difficult to, uh, to say how quickly uh, we can go back to normal. Um, I suspect that the entire world will, uh, will be dealing with this for uh, certainly for the coming weeks, possibly months to come, but we hope for the best. I think, that, as I said, the uh, kingdom has used uh, its position in, as president of the G20 uh, towards uh, paving the way for an international response, which is absolutely necessary and, uh, and key in this case. Mr. Fahad Nasser, the spokesperson for Saudi Arabia's embassy in the United States, thank you again for your time. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, 
everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.